Well, hello and welcome back to another edition of the Good Growth Podcast and another in our series of discussing GA4, the impacts and implications thereof. Uh, today, we'll be primarily discussing return on advertising spend or ROAS to give it its commonly used acronym. Uh, it's a buzzword often used in marketing circles and a phrase sometimes feared, I guess, by decision makers and those responsible for advertising campaigns. But in reality, it's not quite as scary as it seems. And with the right analysis and modeling, it's a critical tool in understanding your business. Uh, I'm joined today by two of the Good Growth Analytics team, Mike and David. Would you mind introducing yourselves to the listeners out there, please? Uh, yep. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike. I'm the Chief Product Officer at Good Growth. Um, and I've spent the last nine years working in a range of analytics solutions, including Google, um, helping organizations get close to their customers and their insight. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. David? Um, hi, everyone. I'm David. I'm, I'm an analytical consultant here at Good Growth, um, and I've been working with the company now for five years and have worked extensively on the Google platforms, including Google Analytics, um, Universal Analytics, and GA4. Perfect. Thank you very much. Well, we're here today to talk about ROAS and the impact that, that, that GA4 is going to have upon it. Mike, I understand you're, you're working very closely with this. Would you mind giving us an overview of how you see the situation panning out at the moment? So. Essentially, the challenge that we want to discuss today is from really July of next year, when Universal Analytics is uh, sunsetted and put to bed and GA4 is rolled out as the only solution, uh, your entire understanding of how your marketing channels create value, um, the ROIs and ROAS associated with them, and how you actually measure the performance of your marketing is going to completely change. So it, it, what you already have will go in the bin, essentially. And you're, bigger, you're going to be presented with a completely different set of understanding and metrics. A big change for marketers on the horizon, right? It's a huge change. Um, it's, not, it, it's not unlikely for organizations to see the return on ad spend of their paid search campaigns, for example, suddenly double or suddenly half for no obvious reason. Um, and it comes down to how Google Analytics, particularly GA4, creates these metrics. Um, and how organizations respond to and operationalize them. And that both of those, both of those variables are intersecting and creating this, this big, serious strategic challenge for marketing officers and marketing teams about how do you make smart investment decisions within the macroeconomic climate of cost of living crisis we're in, um, but also when the data you have is now very questionable. It, it's not wrong, but if you don't understand it, how do you make smart decisions? So do we have a view now of, of what this is going to look like once GA4 launches? Are things still changing or do we have it kind of mapped out in a concrete sense? So we have a good sense of, of what's happening in GA4. And the challenge is GA4 is changing all the time. And, and we're going to talk about that another day. Um, there's, there's broadly three challenges we're going to address, I think, today. The first is your marketing channels are not going to be the same from next year, the way that they are identified and reported is going to look different. So, okay, so your pet Google Shopping is no longer Google Shopping. So all your reports built around that are going to stop working. The second is how attribution modeling is going to change. And GA4 uses a different attribution modeling process called data-driven. Um, it sounds very good. On the surface, it looks very good. It's about to make all your decisions harder. And then thirdly, um, are the organizational challenges. How do you respond to these changes in measurement, particularly when you're starting to look at, you know, cross teams, so social media marketing versus Google marketing, you're going to start getting very conflicting views of your performance. So how do you make decisions if you 
can't get a clear sense of your effectiveness. So the first theme is how do you even identify a marketing channel? It sounds it sounds a bit redundant because you say, well, I have organic search, I've got my paid search, my paid social, etc. Those marketing channels are identified through the channel definition, the channel dimension in, in Google Analytics. And organizations use that dimension essentially to aggregate hundreds of marketing campaigns, hundreds of marketing activities into something like paid social or paid search or Google shopping or generic paid search or brand paid search. And it's very customizable. Um, all of that's going to look and function very differently from next July. And it's the first problem organizations will have. So I'll pass over to David here, who's as I say, closer to this than I am. But so how is GA4 going to change that? And why is that a problem for organizations, David? Yeah, so GA4, first, first most, has the additional channels that are uh, within the tool by default. So things like um, social, for example, is split out into organic social and paid social by default in GA4. Um, and it uses the source medium combinations to identify those channels. Now, obviously, it's standard practice in Universal Analytics splits those, to split those channels out using a custom um, channel definition. GA4 does that by default. There are also um, changes in the way that um, paid paid marketing in particular is uh, attributed to channels. So for example, things like paid shopping is now going to replace Google Shopping and is now a default uh, channel grouping. So in terms of the activity that is available um, and the way that that is split out into its uh, channels within GA4, um, it is now much more extensive. Now, this of course means that there's going to be a challenge within reporting is that some of the channels that we know from Universal Analytics are now going to change, not necessarily report exactly the same as what they were reporting. Um, but additionally, these, these uh, channels uh, built on their source medium combinations are set in GA4. And at present, there is no means of changing these or uh, changing the definition of that channel. Now, that's going to pro provide a, a uh, issue for uh, companies in terms of the way that they uh, tag their activity. Because if you now tag activity outside of what GA4 recognizes as a channel, it will just report it as, um, as misreported uh, traffic and it will go in as other traffic, um, which means that companies are going to have to be very strict around their tagging because if you do not match exactly what GA4 is expecting to see, it will misreport those channels. So going forward, it will make it can potentially quite dramatically shift how um, traffic is attributed to those channels um, for marketing purposes. And I think that's a it's it's immediately problematic that so it comes down to the UTM schema. So how do you identify your marketing activities in your report and you use these UTM tags? Um, now, organizations have a lot of control at the moment. They can specify their own tagging and they can specify their own channel reporting. So they, they control their view of performance. GA4 is taking that control away, and you need to report the way Google wants you to report. The challenge to people listening is, how are you going to flex your understanding of marketing effectiveness when suddenly your marketing channels are different? Um, so, David, the, the channels in GA4, can you separate brand and non-brand paid search, for example, by default? Yeah, so here, here by default, 
by default, you will get a paid search channel. You will then have to set up um, the tracking to be able to split those out into brand and non-brand. It's not split at the channel level. Correct. Um, so organizations that have implemented custom channel definitions to separate brand and non-brand paid search, which everyone should be doing because obviously brand outperforms non-brand, that's all going to disappear. So how do you understand the performance of that activity when you suddenly lose the ability to identify it? So it sounds like it's a, it's a tool with some real opportunities and a couple of real issues and challenges at the moment that it throws out. Mike, Mike I want to pass back to you. You mentioned data-driven attribution earlier. It's something that we hear a lot about. Would you mind shedding some light on that for us? Yeah. So, so data-driven attribution has been around for a while, um, but is not widely adopted. It's, the problem you have with marketing channel effectiveness and, and how do you understand the role and, and function and contribution of a marketing channel is you need to understand where a transaction has been generated. So a person has made a purchase, uh, they've, they've signed up for email marketing, they've uh, bought a magazine, they've subscribed, they've, done, they've completed your key conversion objective. To which channel do you attribute that conversion? Now, standard reporting uses what's called last non-direct click. So it will attribute it to the most recent marketing channel you can identify that isn't direct. Now, that works fine. It, it allows for calculations of conversion rate and ROAS, et cetera. But people won't convert after one interaction. They'll normally have two or three interactions. So how do you attribute the value of your conversions to channels that don't sit at the end of that conversion path, those sequence of interactions. It is something like social media, for example, that might sit at the beginning of the conversion path. How do you attribute those transactions? And that, that's attribution modeling. It's, it's a bit, the ability to change the way you attribute your transactions from, say, first to last, um, et cetera. And we'll get into Facebook and why that creates a, an additional challenge later. That, uh, that process at the moment in Google Analytics, particularly Universal Analytics, is very transparent. Um, you can see the model. You can do first click, last click, linear, time delay, et cetera. And there's different ways of attributing your performance. Data-driven attribution simultaneously makes that better, but also more opaque. So what data-driven does is, as opposed to saying first or last click, it uses an algorithm, essentially the algorithm, to infer from the user's conversion path the likely contribution of if different channels within it. So this user's had these three channel interactions where we think based on all the data we have that this channel gets more of the credit than this one based on the data we see. Um, so the idea is it, it's a more robust means of attributing conversions. And it, it removes that bias from last click channels. So on paper, it looks brilliant. What it means in practice is twofold. Uh, first of all, the conversion rate of your affiliate marketing channel is probably going to halve because that channel sits at the end of the conversion path and data-driven attribution modeling may take value away from it. Um, so suddenly it's going to look like your key converting channel is less effective, literally overnight when you make the migration. Um, secondly, it's a black box and you have no ability to interrogate it beyond um, you know, the basic understanding of how it works. Now, if you don't know what you're reporting and how that reporting is generated, how do you know it's real? Because data-driven attribution by definition is not quote-unquote real. It's a manipulation of performance as informed by the algorithm. So if you don't know what the algorithm is doing, how do you know that your assessment of performance is valid and, re and relevant to the question you're asking? 
so there's significant value in using last click attribution because it allows you to focus your spending and your investments on marketing channels that you can be the most certain of seeing an, Im an impact and return, which is why all organizations tend to use it for their marketing budgeting. Um, but what happens when you suddenly lose that and you're required to, in, and you're being told to invest more in marketing channels that all your other data suggests don't work because of the data-driven attribution modeling? So would you invest more in a marketing channel that has a, a a bounce rate of 90% versus one that has a bounce rate of 20% if the data and attribution told you to. Um, and this is a challenge, and, and there's a challenge regarding bounce rates in GA4, which we'll get to. So the, the problem is not whether or not the data is right. The problem is if you, what is the data telling you? And it's difficult enough for organizations to understand that, let alone to then interrogate it when they have no ability to you know, look at your attribution profiling. So say I'm a CMO, say I'm a marketer, and I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, it sounds like I've got some good opportunities in there, but it sounds like I've got some key challenges that I'm going to face. I mean, GA4 is coming in in July 23, is that right? Correct. So if I'm in a CMO's shoes, what, what do I need to be doing and, and when do I need to be doing it? Yeah. So the challenge that you're, you're going to face as a CMO next year or a, a budget holder is you are you may suddenly lose the ability to report your performance and or you will suddenly see all your KPIs look very different. You will suddenly have a return on ad spend of 1,000% as opposed to 2,000% and it will look like you're less effective. Um, so what do you need to do with that? It, it, you need to respond now. It, it's, not, it's not going to work waiting till July of next year. And our, in our approach, how we work with organizations to address this challenge is it's focused on understanding and capturing that, un that version of the truth now. So what is the real return on investment of your marketing activity as of now? Not just Google, but also looking at Facebook. So um, if you're using the Facebook reporting engine for your marketing channels or your uh, Facebook advertising, there's no prizes for guessing what it might tell you when you look at your return on investment. Of course, it's going to look very positive. But... That's obviously biased towards Facebook, Google biases towards Facebook. So it, you need to establish that unbiased view of marketing effectiveness now um, to inform your short-term tactical activity. Simultaneously to that, you need to embed and uh, kind of onboard GA4 and produce the same analysis in GA4. The secret is to understand the degree of variation that you may see and understand why it's happening. And then over the next sort of six months, I'm moving into July of next year, is to gradually migrate your reporting across, ensuring that you communicate clearly internally why things will look different. So there's a, it's not just a technical challenge to implementing an onboarding GA4. There's also an operating model challenge of how do we ensure that people understand why their metrics will suddenly look different. And that's, the, that's where we, we support organizations. It's making that operating model change. And understanding not just what is my return on ads, but more importantly, why is it being reported in that way? David, anything to add on that one? I think this is the, it, it's kind of one of these ones where this deadline will creep up on companies very, very quickly. Um, it's something that needs to be actioned sooner rather than later to ensure that we've got that um, continuation of reporting when all of these changes take effect so 
the sooner that the migration could be made this, and the sooner that we can compare reporting across UA and GA4, um, the better and the better prepared companies who make those uh, decisions and make those moves in the reporting, um, the better prepared they will be come July next year. Perfect. Well, for those of you listening, you may have more questions. You may want to find out more. You may have even had your, your mind blown or some itches scratched regarding data-driven attribution modeling or even the changes coming in, in GA4 and how they're going to affect your ROAS. Um, if you do, you can email us at inquiries at goodgrowth.co.uk or check out our website, which is goodgrowth.co.uk. Uh, this was the Good Growth Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And Mike, David, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.